Okay, we're doing it? Yeah. We just know what we're doing. You're explaining <laughs> what's, what's this. What's to know? <laughs> You're explaining this. this. Is the I always get idea. nervous right before this we start. the dumbest idea we've ever had. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to the Thin Red Vine. This is Mart. Today, we're back. Top five. Now, in honor of Slick Charles, Jamie Foxx's character. One of our new favorite characters from 2023. If you listened to last week's episode on yeah. um, They Clone Tyrone and the Toblerone. In honor of Slick Charles, it's not funny. It's that's great A content. In honor of Slick Charles, I think offhandedly after the episode, I was like, "Who are the great Charleses of cinema?" Yeah, are there can can we name other? And I don't mean actors named Charles. No, that's too that's too easy. We don't do that. Uh, I meant ca- cinematic characters named Charles. Now, not TV characters. Nope. I guess they could be real people if there was a movie made about a real person. True. But cinematic characters named Charles, Charlie, Chuck. We just discussed before we started that Chaz is also a, like a nickname for right, Chaz. Yeah. And I did not even consider Chaz. So I'm a little I guess afraid I, I think left of, like, out. I didn't think of biopics. A Chaz. That's instantly making me almost want to make an adjustment here. Double back. Yeah. Double back. Like, you keep list. talking. You keep talking. <laughs> um, so... This is one of those ideas where you kind of have to do a little first glance to see, like, are there even enough options? And I think that, yes, it turns out there are enough options for top five Charlies that oh, yeah. we can have two lists that there might be a touch of overlap, but there's enough there's enough options once you can yeah. get your head in the right space to think of these movies to rattle off. Right. You know, a few main ones. And, th- and I think we both probably were surprised by how many, like, major major film characters are named Charles or Charlie or yeah, whatever. And, and then pleasantly surprised, it makes the list a little easier. You have some uh, footholds, and then right. you go from there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think this could, I'll I'll just be honest, I was kind of nervous. The, they didn't kind of just pop in my brain. Yeah, yeah. But that's, it's, <laughs> do you like, isn't that kind of list sometimes better? Well, we'll see. to me this is in the family of last year we did top five helmets top five movie (laughs) movie helmets yeah that did get a good response and that was like a thinker you know because you have to it it ends up grouping different kinds of movies for a weird reason and um i think that that to me that was a fun list it was a little creative and it was a little besides making you process like what makes a good helmet you know what makes right. this the best one yeah now i guess that factor isn't here these are just like either our what we're considering i don't know how you thought of it like your favorite characters named i think mine was a combination of my favorite and who i think are the the best the best most uh most iconic charles's oh you went icon i didn't well, go i don't know i guess i think about it my list, i just went with I, the i might have my... spread out my reasoning Favorite characters that happen to be named Charlie. Oh, okay. That's okay. was my kind of um yeah. So at the same time though, I this is always we're speaking of, I guess, this character. Even though maybe we end we do really like the movie, there's a good chance yes. there's a good Charles in a bad movie. Huge chance of that. <laughs> um yeah, I it is worth saying. I, I was also processing it. Like I have a list of characters, not a list I mean, I've noted the movie, but it's not a list of it's not our the top five movies with a character named Charles. Right. It is top five yeah. Charlies. Top five Charleses. <laughs> top five Say that three Chazzes, times real fast. Um, or any variation sure. thereof. So I told you before we started, 
I made a couple bonus lists. I know yeah. you have some honorable mentions. I have now three honorable mentions. I guess mentions. these things are kind of honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. But the way I wrote it down in my sheet is I have my top five, and then I have a list that says Left for Mark, colon. And I these are movies that it's an iconic Charles, an iconic okay. Charlie. But I was like, I was so sure you're going to have it on your list. And, um, you know, for the sake of the show, don't want to double up. Yeah. Don't want to uh, bore the listener with redundant material. Yeah. So I was like, if I'm so confident Mark will have these on his list, I will just let him have those. And I will move on to other other equally qualified Charlies. Okay. I still <laughs> so feel I don't like know if gonna, you'll match up to that, but I really I feel like it. we're going to match on one I'm, I'm confident you will have on your list, and I still have it on mine. Sure. Um, just because. I was running out of... I didn't know what to... I kind of just defaulted, like, I guess these are the five I'd pick, and I was playing that game a little bit, but then I was like, ah, I wasn't sure. And I left off, like, a big one off my list. Oh, you left a big one off the list? Intentionally. Oh, no. Yeah. So we'll see. That might just... Oh, that no. might, might be a big honorable mention conversation. I didn't. I do have a little... I have a little honorable mention list as well, but but I, I just wanted to acknowledge my left for Mark list. We'll see if I correctly... It's sort of like an Oscar predictions game. Like, I'm doing my list. I'm also predicting what Mark is going to pick, what the Academy is going to pick. <laughs> I like this. Separate from my preferences. Can we do this for every show? <laughs> yeah. Everyone <laughs> makes a guest list and then a personal list. So we always do this, though. Do you think we'll have any matches? I'm anticipating one and uh, maybe more, but I, I think one. Okay. But we'll see. I think I might have circumvented it by by um, right. That's what you can separating say some of, for you and just saying, like, well, he'll go yeah. for those. Okay. And I don't mean to say that you're predictable. These or, aren't like your bottom five Charlies then. Because <laughs> no, you no, took no. off your top There five. were enough good Charlies <laughs> that I could candy yeah. some some real winners yeah. okay. and still have what I think is a commendable list. Yeah. All right. All right. Do you want me to get you, going? I think you always start us. I'm pretty so. confident you don't have this one. And I have referenced this movie or this franchise several times, usually in a dismissive way. Oh man, we might match on this one. My number five is Bring it. Charlie Conway. Oh no. Oh from right. <laughs> Captain. Yeah, I, I knew you'd have this Captain one. <laughs> of the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I do not have this uh, anywhere this is, near my this list. This is a character played by Joshua Jackson, who you might know from Dawson's Creek. Um yeah. that was after I think all three of these Mighty Ducks movies. Maybe maybe the third Mighty Ducks movie is close to when Dawson's Creek started. Right. Um but Mighty Ducks was in 1992, D2, The Mighty Ducks in 1994, D3, The Mighty Ducks in 1996, and in all three movies, uh, Charlie Conway, captain of this youth um, hockey team. I think in the third movie, they're actually in high school or at some kind of prep school, so it's like a little more organized. And I think in the second one, they're like they're like Team Junior USA something in some like bigger... Anyway, it's neither here nor there. Charlie Conway is is kind of the main character of the movies or he's the main kid character because usually like Emilio, at least in the first movie, Emilio Estevez is kind of the adult story main character as he's kind of coming back to coaching and he has kind of his redemption arc. Um, But then Charlie is the kid who's like, he's kind of the face of the team um, and he's part of this, you know, bunch of street rats who are these punk kids and he's going to shape them up into this youth hockey team i think i've only seen the first one yeah i i watch these movies all the time i've rented them over and over again i think especially d2 for some reason because um they're these characters called the bash brothers 
who wrestling WWF wrestlers. It kind of sounds like that, I and mean, that's basically their role. Like on the ice, they would just like tackle anybody, yeah. and they were just the roughhousing like guys. Well, I think my brother and I just oh yeah, you guys we, were kind we, of the best we, brothers. We resonated you? with that that <laughs> that idea a lot. So anyway. Um, Yes, I don't think these movies are great. I think that's how it's always come up on the show. I'm like, oh, I could have had the Mighty Ducks on this list, but, but the movie isn't that are great. Are they? They're great for you. You wouldn't say these are cinematic masterpieces. No, is no, that- they're very nostalgic. Right, uh, and they're they're of a time when, like in the '90s, I feel like every sport had a movie, like a Disney right. Channel level movie, and I think Disney's actually responsible for a lot of a lot of them. But there's like a soccer movie the and a basketball news bears movie kind and, of stuff. And, Is that the yeah, those these kinds of things of like an underdog team that you know get whipped up into shape and they beat the rival school right. at the end. Like this is a very very predictable normal yeah. um, artifact of its time. And I guess these movies are still made, though not. I I don't feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm not interacting with right. them, but. Anyway, very nostalgic for okay. the Ducks. Uh, Charlie Conway, he has, you know, if you've seen Joshua Jackson, he has this kind of sleepy-eyed, uh, you know, wholesome. I don't know. He's he's a he's he's. You see him in the first movie, like of course he's the you know this kid's gonna be a star, and I've, yeah. he went on to be a you know pretty successful successful actor. But um, great character, great um, counterpoint to Emilio in the first movie. Wholesome, heartwarming. Um, obviously makes the the whole movie's based around him and his sort of story arc, the whole right. series. So, gotcha. um, Charlie Conway, a favorite Charlie of How many total D3 or D, D3? Are there just three movies? That's what there I are three to say. D's. Three D's. You got the Mighty the Ducks. Mighty Ducks, D2. D2, the Mighty Ducks, and D3, the Mighty Ducks. And um, they, I'm not sure at what point the, t- the actual hockey team, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, are founded, but I think it's between the Mighty Ducks and D2, yeah. the Mighty Ducks. And, the, I this is this was news to me because I thought because I'm a child of the '90s I thought sure. the Ducks were always a hockey team I didn't realize that they're made yeah. after this movie like the Mighty Ducks movies created yeah. inspired sure the Mighty Makes Ducks sense. team right across from Disneyland wild, wild. yeah right Let's right do right, it right anyway that's my number five Charlie Conway nice start of the Mighty Ducks okay I my number five is I would think someone who if they're not on your, I don't know. This is going to be interesting because either this person is definitely on your list, or you anticipated I might pick this person. Yeah, um, I went with Charles Xavier. Oh, also my number four. Oh, okay, so we're okay He's on the list. So it's not too. Uh, I didn't. I was. I was like, I don't know. Maybe Dave loves this guy so much. I don't know. So uh, I didn't anticipate this one. Obviously, at number five, just beat out a couple other folks. Um, talking, and for me, I'm thinking of Patrick Stewart from the X Men. Movies, yeah. You could be thinking of James McAvoy from yeah. the and he's, the second he was fine, trilogy. but that's not who. Or the, there's more than three, but the uh, Xavier I was going no. with. Uh, Patrick Stewart's so iconic <laughs> yeah. in this role. It's it's hard to yeah. say like. So McAvoy's a great actor. You you'll probably have way more to offer here because I'm. I like the X Men. I'm not yeah. so super invested in them, and I I know um, like most of the move the movies, uh, I've enjoyed. Uh, overall, um, maybe, you yeah. know, like f- certainly X-Men and X2, I liked. I was like, okay. oh, yeah, I enjoyed those. Yeah. After that, it kind of went off the rails. But I was okay when they re- they kind of went back to like the days to future past. And mm-hmm. I was okay. I, whatever. I enjoyed those. But specifically the first one, I remember it coming out and be like, oh, these are cool. A lot of these characters I knew of, didn't know much about. 
But we're not really talking about the movies. We're talking about that's right. Get we're talking back about on the track. Charleses. Yeah. Why is this a great movie, Charles? Um, I said um, I just like this character. I feel like he's just like this the wise character. He just has yeah. the answers. He seems right. like he's very thoughtful. I made a note and compared him. He's like an Atticus Finch type character. Yeah, he's, for he's me. Gandalf. He's yeah, like he's the wise, a gentle uh, spirit. Right. He's got it. I just I feel like I would love to be able to walk into a room and be like. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, hey, can you help me out? You know, can you give me a little advice here? And so he just feels like a very comforting character. If he's around, things are going to be okay. Well, Patrick Stewart, he has that voice. He does have that just, voice. It's very commanding and soothing at the yeah. same time. And he's he's just it just kind of demands right, your yeah. attention in that kind of school mastery kind of way, which is yeah. the character. So it's like I think. When he was cast as Professor Xavier, it was it was so obvious. Right. It was like, well, of course he's a bald, he's a bald <laughs> middle middle to yeah. late middle aged, uh, you know, guy. He looks just like the character. This is a slam right. dunk. But like his temperament and his his uh, sort of the, his range and like, and if I think a lot of people know him from Star Trek. Um, like it's it's just that's a perfect fit for the character too. Like yeah. yes, he looks the part, of course, but also he's like he's this wise leader, and I think he he nails that in a way that I don't think like James McAvoy is a good actor and he's good at that's a good version of the character, but it right. doesn't have that same like gravitas. And I think later on they actually shaved his head too to try to make him look the part a little more. And it's like what are we doing? Didn't leave, happen. Leave that to Patrick. Let Patrick and, uh, take care of that. We don't need we don't need that that visual yeah um to to sell this for us but yeah i i have him on my list as well um i think he's a good a good character i think again the credit goes to patrick stewart and ian mckellen in those first three movies in like selling the as best they could the supposed gravitas of these characters like if 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 ian mckellen and patrick stewart are not in that first x-men movie and they got some other less recognizable less right. shakespearean less less you know weighty actors right. in those roles of the leader of the good guys and the leader of the bad guys i think that movie falls flat yeah. i think it i think it gets filed away with the other early gritty superhero movie attempts like blade or right. you know some of those others in the 90s the late 90s early 2000s that were like we're trying to figure out how to make a superhero movie that people, you know, that can... Because X-Men was one of those early attempts, and I think it turned out to be one of the big successes that kind of spurred yeah. on the whole... Um, so did you like that first X-Men movie? As as a kid at the time, I I, even, I had mixed feelings about it even then. Like, I loved that... Because you were it, such a comic book guy? Well, I'm a comic book guy, and X-Men was like my thing. Like, I love the X-Men. More than Pokemon, Dave. More than well, it probably <laughs> depends on the year of my life we're talking about. Okay. But but yeah, in general, more than Pokemon. But um, I I always felt like the movies kind of missed something key because to me the X Men like you know thinking of like the Justice League cartoons from the oh you right know, yeah sixties and seventies it's like the X Men to me was like a colorful team with bright costumes and yeah. these big personalities. And I thought the movie was trying really hard even then to like be dark and gritty and adult and we're all going to wear black leather and this yeah. is going to be cool. Yeah. And I was like, I get, I get it. But I, that, that to me was not, it wasn't right. 
and it wasn't the set of characters I would have chosen to represent. You know, the X-Men has the sprawling list of characters you could right. choose from, and they chose a set that they felt, I think, they could build a story around, and it sure. wasn't the, the grouping I would have thought. So, long story short, I can go on and on about the X-Men yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like any of the X-Men movies. Okay. I think X2 is, of the of the X-Men titled movies, X2 is the best one. Okay. Um of those nightcrawler there's cool special effects yeah, and brian is cox is in there and he's great yeah and um you know there's some good good it's a good action movie okay but as a whole i feel like they haven't really captured the spirit of the the material to me all right but the one i will flag as my favorite it's it's far and away the best x-men movie it's Here. not titled x-men and it's also Patrick Stewart's best performance as Charles Xavier. Whoa. Is 2017's Logan. Oh, this right. Is, this is the best. If it's, it's as a movie, it's the best movie. The, the characters feel real and grounded. It's like well written, like really good dialogue. And we meet Charles Xavier in this movie, and he's old and weak and just Older. needs help getting around. <laughs> yeah. I just mean he's like frail and he right, just needs yeah. to be carried every anyway. And he has just great like kind of yeah, it's a good movie dialogue back and forth with Logan, who's just uh, Hugh Jackman's character, who's just like walking him around and and taking him where he needs to go and helping him with his medication. And it's like yeah. it's really kind of I don't know. It feels very real. And he's but he's still the wise. He's still the wise mentor or trying to be from his like weakened position. But he's also kind of. You know, he's been knocked down a few pegs. Like he's not this regal uh, leader. He's a he's just a he's a man like suddenly aware of his weakness. Yeah, and it's it's a really great character and a really great character study of those two characters, kind of stapled onto like what turns out to be a, you know an action movie. Right. But um, that's the best one. Logan. So where is I'll endorse that. Are the X Men? Because I know Hugh Jackman's going to show up in Deadpool three here. Yeah. Is is that they need to, from my from my opinion, they need to stop. They need to cut. They need to cut all ties to the Fox X Men movies and start over. And they are starting over. Marvel is going to, if 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 the MCU still exists in the next few years, <laughs> and who knows how this is going, I think there are there are plans to relaunch the X Men under okay. a new thing. But I it frustrates me every time they keep like cycling. It's like watching the the dceu like i thought this was over but there's another movie coming out oh aquaman 2 still coming out i thought this was over it's like that kind yeah. of thing it's like you guys need to end it so that yeah. you can start over if you want any chance at this being. i know it's and so it's i like Hugh jackman obviously he's the heart of that whole franchise right and uh key to its success but i think and he's like retired from the character a couple I times know. over now. It's just be, just be done so that just we can be done. <laughs> yeah, let's be That's done. That's how I feel. Anyway, uh, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, a great Charles. A so great I Charles. did my number four there, so we're on perfect. Your number four. Yeah, we do, we uh, we saved some time there, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> is that what we did? All right, my number four. I doubt you have, and I went with uh, a Charles that goes in this movie goes by Chuck Chuck Noland. Tom Hanks and Castaway. I had it on my honorable mentions list, so yeah, go right ahead. Sir. Okay, so Castaway came out same year as X Men, apparently year two thousand. Wow, big Did year. Not know that <laughs> for Charles, this is a <laughs> big huge year. year. <laughs> big year for Charles. Um, oh my gosh! So if you haven't seen Castaway, uh, 
Tom Hanks's character Chuck Nolan works for uh, FedEx, and he's getting engaged. Um, I almost said to Jodie Foster, but it's not. It's Helen Hunt, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have it written down, and then I blank. So it is Helen Hunt, I believe. So um, plane crashes, and real early on in the movie, yeah, get this from the trailer. He's no, a castaway. He is a castaway. <laughs> uh, so this reunited him with um, Hanks with Robert Zemeckis, who directed him in Forrest Gump, which is a movie we, oh, we talked about. We did. On this episode, or on, not on this episode, <laughs> on this. but on this podcast, if you didn't hear it. And, um, and then it's really Hanks, on, just Hanks on this island. This is an example of kind of praising the movie by default is praising Hanks and this Chuck character because the whole yeah. movie is just the one character. Right. <laughs> so this it seems like a pretty big gamble in, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. To sustain this level of interest in what is not a short movie. No. And it begins and does end in like with some other characters involved, but the vast majority of it is Tom Hanks on this island alone it's a tough, pi- it's a tough writing movie. scenario too. You're like, okay, who? Do, what do we have to work with? We have one guy. We have yeah. an island, and whatever he can find, yeah. you know, in the wreckage of the plane or or on. Yeah, the island. I mean, it was a nice way make him a FedEx guy. So there's all these packages he can kind of open. Um, hence, is a way to get a volleyball there for him to kind of latch on to right. and talk to. And you know, how are we? Is he just gonna, you know, because you don't just randomly talk out loud. You know, I mean, if you're not gonna like drop your knees and pray or you're not gonna this, like this could have been a movie in total silence like right. there's just no dialogue you're just watching him right. silently do things and i this could have been played by other people i don't want to say that tom hanks is the only person who could have played this character but he definitely he does a great job right i mean other people would have done it differently probably gotten a little more right a little more chaotic a little more but but i think he does he has the full range of emotions he's right. like weeping in this scene he's he's you know all ragged and tanned right. and, and and it's a horrible situation yeah. but i but like it sells it with hanks because he does comedy and drama yeah i think equally well that he there are definitely moments where you had to laugh with him as he's sort of losing right. his mind right and that's true that and, might that's might be something he has in his favor that if someone else played the character Right. You wouldn't have been inclined to laugh with him, or you wouldn't yeah. have been inclined to, yeah. yeah. Where, where, Daniel Day Lewis, who probably would have been amazing, <laughs> right, I can't imagine right. just going, "That's funny." Right, <laughs> right. Um, so, and he's so obviously Hanks is so likable as a as an actor, and you don't, even though you're, I do think anytime you go and watch someone perform, you're hoping they kind of slip and disappear into the role. But I do think Tom Hanks is one of those like you just cannot not think that's Tom Hanks. And right. for him, that's a win because most people like Tom Hanks. That's true. <laughs> Overall. So, um, although maybe that didn't work out with Colonel Tom Parker, for, for well, all, but he slipped more. He was, became that kind of that character more. And maybe that was a, which he kind of had to, even though, well, that's a different topic. I guess. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Did you know this character's name was Chuck before you looked it up? You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you're like Charlie's Chucks, you're like, oh, oh Castaway, yep. Because yep. I, I, this was one I, I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't fairly claim because I didn't, I couldn't have told you that his name was Chuck. Oh no, if you I said had what's, it. if you said what's Tom Hanks's character in Castaway, yeah. I've been like Wilson. That's <laughs> thinking I know it's volleyball, but I could not have told you that that. Oh, was yeah. Chuck. So, so that's Chuck a, Nolan. That's a for some reason, I had that uh, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first and last filed away in the old in the old in the old noggin. Yep. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah. So there's there you lot, go. There's a lot in there. Okay. You're that not. was my number four. Now we're to your number three. My number three is a character from a movie I have highlighted in the past. I believe this list was our title character movies. It was movies whose titles this is were one names. I, I'm counted on you mentioning. I'm thinking of the movie Barton Fink. Perfect. And I'm that, thinking of the I character left it my list. Charlie Meadows. Yes. Though there is like a little asterisk on this. It's played by John Goodman. Yeah. Because he goes by Charlie Meadows for most of the movie, but it's, it's and spoiler alert, if you've not seen Barton Fink, I'll give you a few seconds here to stop the episode or skip ahead five minutes, whatever. Just, yeah, go watch Barton Fink. It's from 1991, so it's not, this is not a new movie, but by the end of the movie, it's, it's revealed that he's not Charlie Meadows. He's, in fact, Carl Madman Munt, <laughs> <laughs> serial killer who's been on the loose the whole time. But he's such a great character, and I, yeah. I have talked about John Goodman in the past, and I've talked about um, this movie in the past, but he's, it's it's a very funny situation they're in. Um, John Turturro's this this playwright, and he's sitting there, Love he's, it. he's trying to write a script for a movie, he's trying to get into movies, he's like this New York playwright trying to get into the, on the silver screen. And he's got this script, and but anyway, he's like just he's he's either writer's block or his his elevated standards for drama are not matching up with what these Hollywood right. types just crank out a movie for. Isn't us, it like Spartan. in the, what is it set in like in the fifties or something? Yeah, I think earlier maybe. Um, okay. And then and so John Goodman kind of stumbles in. They're in this like hotel, and John Goodman's like kind of. Um, you know, death of a salesman, <laughs> like insurance and salesman guy's got the suspenders. He's got his right. little hat. He's got a briefcase. He's like a working stiff and he's making a lot of noise in the, in the room next door and Barton calls down to the front desk. And then anyway, they ended up meeting and Barton ends up really warming up to him. Cause he's just a charming, nice guy. And he's like, you know what, Charlie, you're the working man. Like you're the, you're who, you know, what theater should be all about. And, and they had this really funny scene where John Goodman keeps going like, oh, that, that's right, Bart. And I, man, I, have I got stories I could tell you one time? And then Bart keeps interrupting him and going like, yeah, see, like, like you're real people, Charlie. Like, oh, that's the theater. And he keeps like the joke being he keeps implying that, you know, working people's stories are what, are what theater and movies should be celebrating. Right. But he's not even giving, you know, <laughs> John Goodman any time to share his story. Right. <laughs> he keeps interrupting him. Um but by the end of the by the end of the movie, he just has these amazing scenes where like the switch flips and he is kind of revealed to be this killer who's been in the loose the whole yeah. time and the hotel is ablaze and he's running down the hallway with a shotgun screaming these like weird poetic lines. Anyway, great movie, great character. Um, I can't say enough about John Goodman. Yeah. Um and he's he's really really good in this movie. And if you like the Cohen brothers, who we've talked about plenty at this point, yeah. And you haven't gone back to check out Barton Fink. Maybe you're a maybe you're a Fargo and Forward Cohen brothers fan. Maybe oh, you're like a No that. Country for Old Men and Forward Cohen brothers fan. Get back to Barton Fink. Yeah, um, it's go a good it's a good one. I think it's a lot. It's it's yeah. under the radar for a lot of people because I think the name is not like enticing. No. And if someone like loosely described the story to you, I don't think it's very enticing. <laughs> like Raising Arizona, I feel like if someone gave you the gist of the story, you'd be like, oh, interesting. Yeah. But like Barton Fink, you're like, oh, it's about like this guy who's struggling to write a movie. You'd be like, oh, okay. Like it sounds kind of, <laughs> who's yeah. in it? Oh, John Turturro, that guy who's, right. you know, he's always like the supporting guy, you know. Great supporting it's, guy. He's a great, he's a great actor. 
and he, he's great in this this role. Yeah, but I can I, see how you might not be drawn to it, but it's very good. Yeah, the Cone Brothers. I remember, I growing up, I remember watching Raising Arizona, not knowing it was the Cone Brothers, just liking the movie, and mm-hmm. then I think it was like seeing Fargo made me go back and watch all of their stuff. Yeah, and I remember watching like Blood Simple and um, Hudsucker, Hudsucker Proxy, which I actually really really like, and. And Barton Fink, but I haven't seen those in so long that I really, every time you mention Barton Fink or some of these other ones, Miller's Crossing is another really oh, good one. Yeah. I want to go back and watch these, but, you know, maybe we'll find maybe, a way. The show can we'll, find, we'll a find a way. way. Okay. <laughs> All right. My number three, I guess, would have this icon status. And, um, and at first I'm like, well, is he known for movies? And he's in at least one movie. And I'm I'm talking about no no, no one else, no one other than uh, Charlie Brown. Oh, Chuck Brown, Charlie Brown. <laughs> Wait, what movie are you thinking of? Like those the like Peanuts the, the, movie, the 2015. Oh, the Peanuts movie. So, and I actually I saw this, this existed. Movie. Yeah. So, because I think of like the Christmas special. Yep. Or the uh, the Halloween special, yeah, Thanksgiving, all of them. Right. Right. And I guess those are TV movies, technically, in right? A way. But so he. But there was I'm, a movie. Kind of, I'm thinking of everything Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah. But um, you're a good man, Charlie Brown, the musical. Familiar? <laughs> I am actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that one. Um, but the so the Peanuts movie actually I did see, and it's better than you would think it w- oh. would be. So um, that being said, I saw it, I think actually at the movie theater, and then. And, and that was it. And I remember it being kind of charming and, and whatnot. But again, not really thinking of the movie. I'm just thinking of Charlie Brown um, because I just love Charlie Brown as a as a character. I feel like I just like this. He's trying to do the right thing and never really can. Or he's trying to get the girl and he yeah. can't. Yeah. The football pulled away. It's ma- it really makes me mad at Lucy every time she pulls that away because <laughs> like he's... He's going to fall for it, you know. He's it is such... a really interesting because, like, like you think of other, like, comic strip character, like right. a Garfield. Yeah. Like, Garfield always kind of wins at the end of every strip, right? He gets the food. He kicks Odie. <laughs> he gets, you know, he gets what he wants. But Charlie Brown's the opposite. He, he does not he's, give He's the butt of, he's, like, it's pretty depressing if you kind of pull yeah. back and just think. Maybe like, that's why I connect to him. Like, so Lucy's much. mocking him. He gets no respect from his sister. Like he gets advice from people that you know doesn't you know that that right. red-haired girl that he's 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 right. pining over. Never His dog quite. is really the champion. <laughs> Snoopy does all head goes on all these it's, great it's adventures. A really, it's a really it's a really he's a whole home, but I I think that's just what I do. I, now is that like the so tone of the movie? I didn't see this movie, but is it is it like kind of classic? It's like good grief, Charlie Brown. He's just yeah. I think just, there's like a new student. Um, some girl and he's trying to you know yeah. wants to meet her but he constantly is you know failing right from the right. the get-go i did rewatch the trailer and so it jogged a few memories of it and, and really pretty much confirms like yeah this is another charlie brown he's he's gonna bumble and fumble and and all these but he's just he's super likable that's why he's on my list and i i can relate more to a charlie brown who's probably going into most situations not like I got this. You know, he's a little more hesitant. Maybe that's that explains the iconic yeah. status of the character is yeah. that he's like he's not a hero, but you you kind of feel his pain. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. So I don't this is I did not envision making this comparison, but <laughs> as soon as I say it, you'd be like, What? So it, 
kind of one of the reasons I really like Indiana Jones Here as a go. character. Wait a second. It's, no, it's just because I think with that character, they allowed him to get like to kind of mess up, to get hurt, to get shot, to get right. He gets out of the problem every time, but it's never the smooth, easy never, way. He correct. Was yeah. Be. And so. Um, Versus just some, some all-powerful superhero or super, like, I got this. I'm going right. to fly through this. And, um, yeah, so Charlie Brown, number three. If I you mean, said, let's watch the, you want to do Peanuts, the Peanuts movie, there's side no, by side? There's no Peanuts, Peanuts. There's no question <laughs> that he's an iconic Charles. I think yeah. what's surprising to me is I wasn't even thinking of him as a movie character, but right. there is a, there's a movie that yeah. I just didn't see. Um, wasn't on my radar at all, yeah. so I think he qualifies. And yeah. there's really no, I don't think anyone can debate Charlie Brown is maybe maybe the iconic Definitive, fictional, fictional yeah. Charles. Yeah, I don't, maybe I'm maybe I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> I will say, let me chime in at, at yeah. the midway point. You've shared your first three. I've shared my first three. Correct. I have a list on my left for Mark list that I prepared in advance. Yeah. There are three movies, and you have not mentioned any of them yet, so I'm already wrong because <laughs> you only have two left, and I have three that I was sure you were going to do. Okay. So I'll just say that. I bet you at one I'm about is, to do for if, number two. If you're waiting to see how I how well my prediction was, then... If then. you predicted my number one, that would be awesome. I bet you my number two could be on your list yet. Okay. Here we we'll go. See. We'll see. That's my number two is... Uh, Charlie Kaufman from Adaptation. My number two. <laughs> Man, we're matching up. Now this is matching up more than now. The answer, this is a very curious. If you haven't seen Adaptation, it's like it's a very. It is like the meta movie. So movie. good. So Charlie Kaufman is played by Nicolas Cage. Adaptation, the movie, is written by Charlie Kaufman. So he wrote himself into the movie. He is the character of the movie. Yeah. So in real life, Charlie Kaufman, the writer, was uh, struggling to adapt this uh, this book on like flowers and, uh, yeah. and uh, a botanist or something. I forget. He's struggling to adapt this nonfiction book into Some like a into like a something. movie script. And the, so then he writes a movie about that struggle to adapt a a maybe not very dramatic nonfiction text into a movie that audiences will like. So Charlie Kaufman, as played by Nicolas Cage, has the same problem that ostensibly Charlie Kaufman, the writer, had in real life. Right. So anyway, he's he's in the movie writing. He's he's got the script from Columbia that he's been assigned, Columbia Pictures. He's gonna he's trying to write, he's trying to adapt this this bestseller book because the, it's a big hit and they want to make yeah. a movie of it, but there's no obvious plot line. There's no obvious, like, and he's he has kind of high standards. He doesn't want it to be a generic, formulaic Hollywood yeah. movie. He doesn't want it to be. It's very similar to Barton Fink, uh, actually, oh, in yeah. terms of, like, the character and the problem and the situation. But the movie just, it's so, it's so circular and self, you know, self-reflective and they talk about it constantly within the movie so it's it's not like this is my clever observation about the movie like they talk in the movie so much about about <laughs> how the movie is kind of spiraling into itself like in the movie charlie kaufman nicholas cage's character realizes he has to like oh i can maybe i'll write myself into the movie so yeah. the the movie charlie kaufman himself is writing himself into the movie that the real so anyway have we confused you yet endless endless spiraling down of the same it's idea. a great movie it's it's kind of and you've taught you've taught 
uh, long enough to know that this is like a tried and true strategy for a student trying to like with a creative writing assignment or something like they write the story about writing a story yeah. or they write the paper about writing a paper and right. they think they're so clever. Right. And, and it's like that, but what if you took it to like its biggest extreme? It's like, here's a movie about somebody trying to write a movie about somebody trying to, you know, right, it's like yeah. just the meta thing. And, and you insert yourself into it. Yeah. Right. The, the one catch that makes it not just a total reflection of reality is that Nicholas Cage plays two. He plays Charlie Kaufman and he plays Donald Kaufman, yeah. his like twin brother. So, so there's great. two Nicholas Cages who look identical, like split personality. Yeah. <laughs> and one is like the struggling play, the struggling screenwriter who has anxiety and he can't figure out this problem. The other is Charlie like Brown. a super confident. You know, he's like he just stumbles into screenwriting and he turns out really be really good at it and he's very successful and he writes all the Hollywood schlock that Charlie is is remiss to do and then right. they, and then they they sort of butt heads and have this and i should say meryl streep's in this movie chris cooper's in this movie yeah um so many good tilda swinton's in this movie it's yeah. like it's an incredible movie directed by spike jones but nicholas cage sells this character of charlie kaufman it's already a weird character because it's like wait if you're looking at the credits it's like the name of the writer is the name of the kid like it's right. already a little a little um surreal but um it's one of Nicolas Cage's best performances in, I agree. in my book, and it's a great, great movie. Um, and he, besides playing multiple characters here, um, in that parent trap kind of way, you know, like to the same right. actor kind of in the same scene with himself. Um, it's really, really good, and he's a really, really good character, and it's a great, it's a great movie. Charlie yeah. Kaufman from Adaptation. I echo everything Dave said that Dave made it so easy for me to say that's also my number two. Yeah. Um, so this did Nick Cage, I do think is an, he, an interesting actor. Um, and just because he feels like he's had some movies like this, uh, leaving Las Vegas where he got his Oscar. He's, he's great in raising Arizona that we just mentioned. Um, and several others for like, man, the rock. Oh, for example, Stanley Goodspeed, <laughs> the rock, <laughs> Cut me some freaking slack. So he's so good. Um, but then it seemed like he had made some other movies where like kind of what are you, you know, what are you doing? This seems like kind of an odd choice um, for you. And yeah. I don't even know if I've seen all these that people are just claiming aren't, aren't good. You know, I mean, I guess he's yeah, fine sure. in like the National Treasure stuff. But sure. I'm th- didn't he do like Ghost Rider? And I don't know. I've never I seen I saw Ghost that. Rider. And? I, uh, I don't remember hating it. But I also, it's one of those where you're like, why is there a Ghost Rider movie? Like this is this is a relatively peripheral superhero. <laughs> <laughs> but why why did this movie get made before you know these right, other yeah. ten characters yeah. who people would have recognized? He has a great cameo in the Flash. That's right. That's right. We did see that movie. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is definitely one of the Charlies I thought about instantly. Other than my number one. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, man, I like that movie so much, and I love that character so much and nick cage is is great in this movie and i know we were sort of fumbling to explain it and just because it's like a movie within a movie within a movie kind of this feel and so i would say which is kind of charlie kaufman's special right yeah right they did so, being john malkovich he and spike jones did being john malkovich mm-hmm. before this and then i always get them mixed up i think i think all spike jones movies are charlie kaufman movies and, and vice versa but that's not true no because Spike Jones went on to do like Where the Wild Things Are and Her, which Correct. are great movies. Um, Charlie, Kaufman Charlie Kaufman went on to write um, Synecdoche, New York, which yeah. is also a great meta 
oh, yeah. movie. That's sort of his, his bend thing. your brain in half kind of movie. Um, did they both do Eternal Sunshine together? I think I think that is one they share. No, that's as a not writer, as a writer director. Michelle Gondry directed that. Oh, okay, but it is a Charlie Kaufman mm-hmm. script. So I yeah, he kind so. of writes these meta, like kind of brain bending. That's kind of his thing. And uh, I think once you've seen one of them, you sort of get, oh, you get it. Oh, yeah. Okay, I like you either like that or you don't. Either yeah. it's like it's the kind of movie where someone in your family might go like, I don't get it, or like that's weird, right? <laughs> or you love it. It seems like those are the two ways it breaks. Yeah, maybe so, it splits you. So, um, but the I think it's so good. And adaptation, such a good movie. Yeah, it is. Charlie okay. Kaufman. We are to our number one. Does that mean I go to number one first? Charles's, I guess. Yeah, number one, Charles. So we've matched. Where would Slick Charles would Slick Charles make this top five if yeah. we didn't mention him? I I'd think bump. I think easily. Yeah, yeah. The, one of the It'd great, like one of the great cinematic Charleses. I think we can say in top three. Top, I'd, top three. I'd bump off uh, Professor X, I guess. <laughs> First slot him at number three. Slick Charles. <laughs> I so let me just say this. So it's been a week since um, we did the uh, the podcast on the the Toblerone and they clone Tyrone. <laughs> Great. You still like it. It's a great pairing. <laughs> I've only thought of that movie more and more fondly and Slick Charles. Like, it's, I don't know. I It's ended, the kind of movie where you can definitely just catch yourself pulling up a clip or pulling up a yeah. scene just to watch again. Like, oh, yeah. that was fun. Let me just watch that scene again. Yeah. Let me watch that scene. I'm recommending it to people confidently. So, oh, yeah. Do you recommend movies to people unconfidently? <laughs> well, I guess sometimes I'm you like... You give wishy-washy well, recommendations? Well, I'll say, like, when I saw Poor Things... Yeah, I'm. Oh, I you, was. I wasn't recommending that confidently. I'm I like, see. I don't know what the heck I just. It's a saw. recommendation with like a big asterisk. Like, like, like this hey, was. You might like this, but you could also hate it. I see. So yeah. I, I I'm doing mean. this yeah, like, right. oh, this. You're gonna have a fun time with this. Yeah, yeah. That that kind Conf- of confident. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're not. It's yeah. I'm not setting you That's up great. to watch. I like, I like it too. Hey, check out a Clockwork I'm Orange. Still, You'll love I'm it. I'm not. I'm not in love with the ending, but I. That first hour is really, really great great uh that's a good hour yeah that's that's throw throw on that hour and uh have a good time no question okay that's a great movie. number one my number one I, there's no way this wasn't going to be my number one now i know it's not your number one because this is a genre you do not traverse um but i to my mind this is the most iconic okay cinematic charles oh man there's no debate there's no debate no debate this is a, in a movie I haven't seen. You might have seen it. A genre I don't care I about. I can't. I, I suspect you haven't. For is this an anime, Charles? No, no, no. <laughs> this is a horror, Charles. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from nineteen eighty-eight's Child's Play. Yeah, I have seen this movie. Chucky. Yeah, you. There's no. Say what you will about the genre. Say what you will about these sure. movies. He is the most famous cinematic Charles. I think. I think. yeah. Now maybe we can debate that. Maybe that can be. We no, can I'll give. I'll your Chuck, your Charles is, as when you said it, people go. I know that character. When I say mine, people will go, who? <laughs> <laughs> so this was a case of I said at the beginning, like yeah. I had different reasons for it. I don't think Chucky is my favorite Charles, but I let the most iconic one have the number one slot. Yeah, that's how I made that choice. We always make up our own rules. That's right. <laughs> Um, this character is voiced by uh, Brad Dorif. I might be saying his last name wrong. Um, sorry, Brad. <laughs> the basic premise of the Child's Play movies, or at least the first, I've only seen the first one. There are eight Child's oh, wow. Play movies. 
Yeah, I've only seen the um, first one. I think Child's Play one through three. Then there's like The Bride of Chucky, or and I think there might be, you know, I think it was even rebooted or remade like a couple of years ago with Mark Hamill as the voice of oh, Chucky. Oh, I did not know that. So anyway, this this is a long you dropping tits, horror Chucky tits franchise. On us? <laughs> <laughs> but the premise at the beginning. And I'm not sure how well a lot of this is aged, but again, I'm going for how iconic it is, not necessarily how great or praiseworthy of you know any of these choices are. But the basic premise of Child's Play is that this killer, Charles Lee Ray, is kind of on the run from the cops. He ends up in a toy store. He is familiar with some voodoo uh, magic, and... He's been shot. He's dying. In his like final breaths, he performs some kind of spell, some kind of ritual that transports his soul into one of these talking dolls that are very popular um, that year, that Christmas, whatever. And um, so in the toy, it's like one of these kind of baby doll kind of animatronic things that kind of talks and its eyes open and close. In this case, it has like suspenders and a striped shirt and red yeah. hair. Kind of creepy already, but um, it's a doll. Anyway, he transfers his spirit into the doll. The toy store explodes or something. And anyway, one way or another, this doll ends up in the hands of Andy, this little boy. His mom gets it for him, oh, buys Andy. it from a guy off the street. Um, yeah, this, this is a prequel to Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Uh, of course, very slowly, and this is like an old shop-worn horror trope and storyline, like the the doll that comes to life. I think there are a lot of old, you know, like the ventriloquist dummy that it that comes to life, or the creepy. creepy. The creepy doll is a is a subgenre of horror, and this is maybe the the um, the creepy doll yeah. story franchise. So anyway, Chucky comes to life. It's the serial killer Charles Lee Ray inside the body of this doll. It. It learns slowly over time that in order to reclaim, to get back in a human body, it needs, I forget the rules, the voodoo rules explained <laughs> midway through them. It's like he has to kill the first person he told that he was a human. Oh. Which turns out to be Andy, the little boy. So he's oh. now, his mission is now to kill the little boy. Yeah, I've seen this. And so yeah, it's like can, you're telling me like I haven't. So, <laughs> so that he can reclaim a human I just form. remember the doll killing people. But this, but then it's it's like a slasher movie. It's like it's like a Michael Myers or a Freddy Krueger, like one right. of the or a Jason, one of these characters who like he seems like you've killed him, but you haven't killed him, and he's he's like the knife from the shadow, right. or the and it's schlocky and it's over the top and it's silly. There's a little Terminator aspect to it at the Does end say, as he just Chucky. he just keeps getting like oh I think right that, yeah. yeah and destroyed and he keeps coming back and his like robot I parts that, are showing yeah. he's kind of marching down the hallway. Um, you know, he's just unstoppable. Yeah. So there's like this magic quality. Anyway, Chuck, he's just an iconic, he's an iconic, you know, in that, that hall of fame of horror franchises, you have your Freddy Krueger, you have your Michael Myers, and there's Chucky the, the doll. Do you feel it's like gotta be there. whether or not people have seen Child's Play, um, like when I say Jaws, if you haven't seen Jaws, you instantly know Shark. You think when I say Chucky, people know, oh yeah, that's that killer doll. I think so. Okay. Yeah, it's I that. suspect. Okay. Maybe not young people. But okay. anyone who was alive in like the 80s and 90s, I assume you know who Chucky is. Because right. you, if you've ever walked through a video store, I think right. you know who Chucky is. Because yeah. you probably saw the tape or you saw the poster. Right, you yeah. saw the, even if you never saw them. And again, there's been a lot of these movies. I just saw the first one. Right. Um, 
maybe maybe the child's play fans out there are gonna are gonna school me on which one is the best maybe the first one's not the best one but i i feel like the first one is the iconic you know introduction of the character yes and usually these kinds of franchises don't get better as they go but that's just my bias. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is. Uh, maybe, maybe I suspect number, you're right. Maybe number four is the great one. I don't know. But D two, maybe D two. Mr. D two, the mighty. <laughs> my number one, Chucky from Child's Play. It's got to be. So, what do you got? What's your obscure? Well, I didn't. One? I didn't play by the icon rules, but um, because I left off like a very iconic one that I'm sure we'll talk about um, in the honorable mentions. My number one was the is my favorite character that is named charlie it's the yeah. one i thought about instantly yeah um in this movie it came out in 1988 i this might be on my left for mark list okay. continue <laughs> same um, year's child's play another big year for charles <laughs> it won best picture okay it won best actor but not for this guy and i'm talking about charlie babbitt gotcha yeah, yeah i did have that one okay. on my left for yeah. mark list and Charlie Babbitt. That makes me feel better for Good. setting those aside. <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise. What? I think we've talked about Tom Cruise on this podcast. What? <laughs> if you haven't watched <laughs> Tom Cruise, Cruise Speed Two, Cruise Control, Cruise Cruise, <laughs> check it out. This is another one where if you if you asked me a week ago what's Tom Cruise's character's name in Rain Man, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to. Say okay. It. So, but you that, did. You knew that. I did. Charlie, I like. I like this movie, but I've, I've, I've always felt... Now, Dustin Hoffman plays his brother Raymond in the movie and is, is great. He won the Academy Award for it. Very deserving. But Tom Cruise maybe gives his best performance as an actor, and he has, he has others. That's bold. Have you seen Rain Man? I've seen Rain Man, and he's okay. very good. But I think his best performance as an actor is in Magnolia. Oh, yeah. Magnolia's good. So he, ha- he has a few. Um, I feel like maybe I'm, I'm championing him here because it feels like, well, you know, hey, Dustin Hoffman's so great, and right. oh, yeah, Tom Cruise was in it. So uh, if you have not seen Rain Man... <laughs> Tom Cruise was in it. <laughs> Charlie uh, Babbitt learns... He doesn't even know he has a brother... Uh, and this is called right. to his attention because his father. I always forget about the setup. Yeah, at the beginning. His right. father leaves, um, leaves the, has passed away and, and leaves them both some money. And I think uh, Dustin Hoffman's character, Raymond, who is autistic, is left a lot of the money. And Charlie Babbitt is. He's um, interested in the money. He's in, just right. interested in the money. Right. He is a tailor made jerk at the beginning <laughs> of this movie. I'm and. Um, tailor made jerk. And uh, slowly warms up. Uh, to Dustin Hoffman, where it uh, where it feels like oh he's just going to use him, especially so. And there's several great scenes in this movie when I think they're at like a diner, yeah, and and they spill some matches, and Dustin Hoffman knows exactly how many were in the box right. and how many were spilled, and Tom Cruise is like, what? He's immediately <laughs> thinking, how can we make some money? Yeah, and so this? they go right. to I don't know if it's Vegas or Atlantic City to go do right. some gambling and some right. card counting, and right. Right. so and it looks like. Tom Cruise is just gonna use him, and then it, uh, it, it doesn't. Right, he's not a person. He's just a, he's still a problem yeah, in yeah, Tom Cruise's right, life. Yeah. Right, and right. so, um, but yeah, great transformation across the, across the movie. Right, yeah. Um, and so directed by Barry Levinson, and uh, yeah, it I think it won quite a handful of Oscars that year. Yeah. But anyways, I I love this character of all of these that I was uh, kind of kicking around. I went back and watched kind of like the trailers for all of them to jog my memory. And uh, outside of the Peanuts movie, which I'd be curious to 
go back and watch. Yeah. I'd like to rewatch Rain Man. I just felt like, oh man, the trailer really hooked. It's not a great trailer, but it kind of hooked me and made me want to rewatch it. Yeah. I uh I think you undersold. I you made it sound like this was going to be an obscure character, but I think Rain Man is a widely seen and loved movie, okay. right? Right? I, I, I don't think people like, know him as Charlie Babbitt right. from Rain Man. Yeah. That was so my maybe take. that that about it is correct but okay. i don't think anyone's scratching their head like what what movie is he talking i think okay. maybe we would have had him with like that sideshow charlie <laughs> in the 1960s movie what uh that's a good that's a good final pick i'm happy again i had that on my list now i, I i'm back up to my two two lists at the top i have an honorable mentions kind of list and i have my left for mark do you want to hear the other two movies i thought you would choose and these might be your honorable mentions yeah. Is this a sure. good order to do this? Yeah, you tell you tell me, and then if it's on my honorable the mentions. The two other movies I thought for sure you would talk about. Okay. One was uh, Charlie Chaplin, played by Robert Downey That's Jr. the one I thought of as soon as we sat down. As soon as as soon as soon I saw it, I was like, oh, Mark will pick that. I he wasn't even I thought, I'm like, you love that movie. I do love that movie, and I noted it now, but I wasn't... It probably could have made that. So list. I didn't I even. I just it. left it for you. Yep. And then the other one I left for you because I'm like, Mark has seen this movie dozens and dozens of times. Yeah, it's the American Film Institute's greatest yeah. movie ever. Yeah. Surely Mark will pick it. Mr. Film Studies. Yep. Charles Foster Kane from Citizen Kane. I was like, he'll do it. I don't need to do it. No, another honorable mention. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I felt like that was it. Maybe like, I don't. Know, in some respects. Like I'm kind of done talking about. <laughs> I've seen that movie so many times, and it's it's uh, over the top. I will say, for the first year since I've started that class, I did not. I chose not to show. You took it off the watch just list. to see what would happen, and guess what happened, dude? Nothing. Nobody missed it. Nobody missed it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't come storming out at the end of the semester, going the like, on, the only the only people Citizen who are King. upset were students that had taken the class before and go, you didn't make them watch Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> like you punished us. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And so those both were honorable mentions for me. Okay. Uh, and I have one other honorable mention, but I'll let you you go and, and I'll see. No, no, you, you go. I, I listed a couple. You can list okay. a couple. Maybe you'll cross off um, my I didn't know too. this character's first name was Charles. And okay. uh, I noted it. It's an animated character, Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Oh, I thought his name was Montgomery Burns. Charles Montgomery. How would you say that? Plantagenet. Schnickelgruber Burns. So he has some long, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. C. Full... Montgomery is kind of what he goes by. Oh. And so uh, that and from there anime. was The Simpsons movie. So I guess yeah, that, that kind of played my Charlie Brown card there. But I love Mr. Burns. He's so funny. <laughs> you can't not let his little, his little spindly, <laughs> tented fingers. So those yeah, are my Mr. three Burns honorables. Um, Charles Foster Kane, <laughs> Charlie Chaplin, and, and Mr. Burns. It's <laughs> <laughs> a funny list. Um, my two others. Now, I left one off that, by rights, he should have been on the list. And I considered... I can, up until the very end, he was on the list. Like, I had six for a long time, and it's just about the order. Yeah. And for some reason, I chose to leave this one off. I think my thinking was, though he is central to the plot of this movie, I, I, he's, he's also kind of a passive character and not really what I think of when I think of the movie. But he's, but he's an iconic Charlie, and that's Charlie Bucket from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. And I was gonna. I still like him. I had him right. He's well. He's kind of 
intentionally bland. You yeah. know, he's just he's just the normal kid. He kind of he doesn't really have many lines. He doesn't really play a very active role in the story. He's really just the vehicle by which we get to the Wonka factory and this really is enjoy Gene Wilder's. It. Yeah, we enjoy. Okay. Yes, I'm talking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Of yeah. course, you could have chosen Charlie from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, right. the Johnny Depp movie, um, which I haven't seen, so I, I wasn't going to choose that. But and maybe Charlie is a more fully developed character in that movie. But in the first movie, which is a great, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's a great movie. I just think the character of Charlie Bucket is not that exciting of a character. The things you remember about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory are Gene Wilder and the Factory and all the other kids yeah. who are much more iconic. And I would say the grandpa. Then I would put Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. He's just he's so I think he's he's intentionally kind of just the honest good kid that doesn't yeah. have like an interesting he's just not very interesting and and that's what makes that's the very quality that makes him you know, worthy of inheriting yeah. the chocolate factory is yeah. that he's selfless and nice and whatever. He's not a brat like the boring. other kids. <laughs> but he's boring. He is boring. <laughs> right. He is boring. So I, I, I think I left him off for that reason. Sorry. Sorry. Fan. But he's, he's obviously an iconic Charlie. If people were trying to name Charlie's for movies, I think you'd get there pretty quick. Yeah. So I felt like, well, I, he, how can I not mention yeah, yeah, yeah. You got um, more Charlie's? I got one more. And oh. this is one I didn't, I couldn't have told you his name was Chuck. But after I heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's Mark Ruffalo's character in Shutter Island. Whoa. Who is um, you like kind of Leonardo DiCaprio's kind of right-hand man as he's investigating yeah. the institution. And Another he's right Scorsese there on the side. Movie. Yep. It's such a good, amazing. I think of this movie all the time. There's just so many scenes that are like, they kind of get under your skin. Yeah. With Michelle Williams, and I'm just like, uh, they give me the willies. All I yeah. think about, I think about several scenes from this movie all yeah. the time. And they're, I like they're, Shutter Island. It's a great movie, and Mark Ruffalo's character is good. And there's more, there's layers to him. If you haven't seen Shutter Island, it's kind of, it's a very spoiler-rich movie, so I don't want to say yeah. too much if you haven't seen it. But um, Mark Ruffalo's character is Chuck, and and they, that's yeah. you know, they're, he's constantly kind of bouncing. Yeah, Leo's bouncing his ideas off of him as like the fellow person on the case here. And so I was like, well, yes, I love the movie, and his name is Charlie, so I could put him on the yeah. list, but I felt like I was really praising Shutter Island and not necessarily anything special about right. Mark Ruffalo's yeah. performance, That's... which I'm sure was great, because Mark Ruffalo's great, but I didn't feel like, you know, really, it was like an iconic character by, yeah. any, by any stretch. It's certainly not in the same caliber of Charlie as your Charlie Conways, your Charles Xavier's. Your Charlie Babbitt's. <laughs> your Chuckies, of course. <laughs> your Chuckies, Yeah. And so there's plenty of Charles's out there, it turns out. Now, is there a Chaz that we forgot? That's the question. I didn't look a up Chaz. Character name Chaz. Can you think of a character named Chaz? Because that is a nickname for Charlie, right? Or Charles. Right. Chaz. I didn't even yeah. look up Chaz. I looked up Charlie's. I looked up Chuck's. I looked up Charles's. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of movies there's about a great the Chet in Weird Science. <laughs> Chet. <laughs> Probably a different name. I don't think Chet's a nickname. I almost did. Yeah, I guess I didn't. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis's character from My Left Foot until I remembered that that's Christy. In my yeah. head, he was a Charlie, but oh. I was like, oh, Christy Brown, not yes. Charlie. Charlie Brown. <laughs> not Charlie Brown, which would have been funny in its own way. That would have been. But in my head, I filed that away as a Charles, but okay. he's, he's a Christy. Yeah, I'm guessing there's probably some that fell through the cracks. I'll, I'll look to my br- brother pointing out probably some. 
Charles's. I uh, well, there'd be probably like royal, like English royal family movies. There's probably uh, like a King Charles here, or that's a, true. or a, that's you true. know, and that's. I but I I I think I shied away from. I guess Charlie Kaufman is a real world Charles, even though I think of that as a very fictional. Right. <laughs> had I had you done Charlie Chaplin, that would have been a real. I would have really thought about putting him on here. Yeah, but it did. I did feel like I was kind of going down the fictional character path versus like movies that were based on biopics for some reason that felt like cheating to me a little bit it's like well charlie chaplin is a really because i actually saw his chaplin's name pop up and i'm like oh but i didn't it still didn't click for me that it was referencing the biopic not just charles chaplin the actor i'm like oh i suppose you could have done any movie with charles manson in it like once upon a time in hollywood oh yeah but again, he seems like a pretty peripheral character. Like he's obviously central to the plot development right. of the movie, but he's not. It's not like that's Brad Pitt's character or that's Leo's character. Right, yeah. that's, it's not. That's none of the main. Like it is crucial to the to how the movie right, kind yeah. of and folds I thought together. But there, would there be a female Charlie that would oh have like snuck a Charlotte out? like a, that kind of a Charlie? Yeah, and I couldn't. I even was sort of like digging a little Charlotte's like, Web, right? But I'm like, not yeah. a Charles. Right, and they would have to go by Charlie specifically. Right, I think. yeah. At some point, I felt like you, yeah, Charlotte was too much of a like Chuck. I not a reach. I guess I was thinking of Charlotte. Charles and I think it's a reach. Everything yeah. that kind of develops from Charles. Right, that Charlotte is like another branch that has an overlapping nickname. But I was thinking of that as a separate, a separate branch on the yeah. tree completely. But I suppose we could have, we could have. Oh, there's Charlie's Angels. I thought about that, but uh, is Charlie the person that he's the guy in the voice yeah. that says good so morning angels like an and they're like one. good morning charlie and then then that's it here's your mission that's it yeah that's basil he's basil <laughs> he's he is basil <laughs> that's that's right top five basilzels <laughs> we'll figure out what we're going to title this episode to make it the least uh clunky to say probably yeah. top five charlies um so we don't have to don't have to confuse your eyeballs with Charles's um, or Chaz's yeah, or Chuck's. Chuck's is a good easy. conversation. Yeah, a good, nice eclectic list. Uh, I think that's all we have for you then. Um, check us out on Instagram. Say hey. Uh, list the Charles that you uh, you feel like we neglected, didn't honor enough. Post that comment under under the episode. We'll we'll shoot you a like or or. Um, you know, the appropriate emoji for forgetting something obvious. And um, we'll catch you next week. See you later.